podcast. Hello, hello, and happy new year. Here we are, series five, episode one, and a little bit of normality has come back because it's not just me today. I'm so happy. I'm happy that it's back a little bit, but it's me, your host, Jazz Wilson, and I have with me today my wonderful wife and co-host, Lucy Wilson. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Good, good, good. <laughs> Are you excited? Um, yeah, it, sure. I don't know. It's. It, I just said as we sat down to record, it feels really weird. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that you just said last that. time we recorded, and I properly recorded with you, we were in lockdown, <laughs> so some things don't change. True, yeah. <laughs> but I was really heavily pregnant, and we were still doing it as a four and it yeah it feels very bizarre but i'm happy to be here good i just hope that the baby doesn't wake up and scream for us yes so as our uh, avid listeners will know lucy and i had a baby so if you hear baby then you're one of the lucky ones <laughs> right <laughs> okay on with the show so today the way it's going to run things are kind of back to normal but a little bit different and a little bit new and a bit fresh. Like I said in the end of year show, end of year show, things are going to be different due to the way that the world is. But we are going to try and bring you our normal show because people have been wanting that. So Lucy has got something she wants to talk about. I've got something I want to bring up. I'm going to tell you our plans for 2021. We're bringing back Album of the Week. And then to finish off this podcast, we have a brand new section. Woohoo! From the one and only Tom Hazeldon coming at you live from somewhere far, far away. <laughs> so let's start the show. Lucy, hit us with it. So obviously, as we all know, the world is very different at the minute and we have been doing a lot of zooming of anything so if you're a singing teacher actually that's probably not very relevant singing teachers probably aren't doing zoom maybe they, they are one-to-one one. i don't know yeah. anyway i am a ballet teacher so i have had to move to do ballet on zoom and it's going will it it's happening we rolling with it um but i'm on a lot of groups to kind of support other not just ballet teachers but dance teachers and teachers of the arts and something interesting came up the other day people have been offering workshops to schools because obviously keeping it fresh and exciting for your school after you've been the person teaching them on zoom for so long is getting a bit of a challenge now and um, so musical theatre people have been offering workshops for uh, Greece or princess uh, zoom workshops and all of that sort of thing had a new one pop up yesterday Go on. which I was intrigued about and I'm not really that happy about it but <laughs> it, it is quite amusing can you guess what it is? You're not happy about it, but it's amusing. Um, is it Disney related? No. Well, uh, <laughs> possibly, but no, not primarily. And it's focused at kids, right? Yes. Okay. So, I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you. Go on. It is a workshop for people to teach 
TikTok dances. <laughs> what? Where is that workshop and how can I get involved? <laughs> oh, no, because... I knew you'd like the idea. So people are basically going out and teaching TikTok workshops now. Is, wow. That's the new trend. That's the new thing. People keep asking me, Jazz, are you on TikTok? Why are you not on TikTok? You'd be hilarious on TikTok. I'm like, it takes up a lot of time. I just, I, I'm too old and for it now. And have you met my I wife? Just, <laughs> yeah. No, I, see, you, correct. You are out of the age bracket of being one of the cool kids now, right? <laughs> but Beat I'm, me while I'm down. <laughs> but I am into the bracket of cool dad range so i could so i'm just go... floating somewhere in the middle exactly okay. i was i was at that point but now i've gone past that now i'm in my 30s i'm into you are so uncool that you're cool no, no it's not that you're now cool it's that you're funny to watch because you are so uncool true i think that's what it is but yeah anyway i just thought that was something interesting to bring up wow. let us know if you would partake in that workshop i'm was it free no. Oh, you had was, to pay for it. So, yeah, people are paying for TikTok workshops. We are missing a trick. Well, are we though? I just think you're paying for garbage, if I'm perfectly honest. Wow. But it's the world opinion. we're living in. People are doing anything to get something new and inventive and exciting. And people going. to make money also. Yeah, exactly. Jobs, so, so fair play to the people who are, have come up with this idea, but... I think it downgrades the teaching via Zoom a little bit. But it, it is what it is. I won't be signing up to get someone to teach it at my dance school. No, because you already know them all. And <laughs> I've seen you practicing. No. Yeah. I'm but yeah, like interesting. Sneaky. Cool. Very cool. I like that. I mm. might have a look. See, you know, if yeah. there's a free taster class or something. Let see me if know I like so it. I can watch and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did have a go at TikTok and Lucy did <laughs> wet herself laughing. <laughs> I, if that you're a TikTok person, it's the one where you go up the stairs sideways kicking your legs. That's the best way I can describe it. Man. And both Jazz and I tried to do it. It's so hard. And as a dancer, I thought I'd smash it first go. I did not. I looked like an utter tool. You thought you'd smash it. I thought I'd smash my head open. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, put TikTok to bed. Yeah. I'm done with so, TikTok for now. Nah, fair enough. I might uh I might dabble. Might dabble in TikTok. If you want me on TikTok, send a send a message on our socials or you can email us. It's all an act at outlook.com and uh I can make it happen. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I wanted to talk about was the discussion that Lucy and I had the other day. Oh, here we so, go. plans for 2021, and it will lead into this, I promise. So, I made a list of a plan for 2021, where I want to take the podcast, what I want to do with it, where I want it to go. And on my list was, I would love to get Christopher Biggins on the show. And Lucy went, Christopher Biggins? And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay and i was like is there anything wrong with that and she's like no it just took me by surprise that's all <laughs> out of, i said out of all of the people that you could have chosen like in the world because don't forget it's a podcast like you can yeah. get anyone from anywhere potentially I, it yeah. just baffled me that that was the first person you'd choose to get on like he fits in with the 
the genre of the show. Oh, oh like, I'm not denying he's a big that. Theater person, and I think he would be great fun, and <laughs> you know, not not going ultra unrealistic, but there's a potential that Christopher Biggins could be on this show one day. See, I don't know if I agree with you there. I almost think it would be as hard to get him on as it would be to get someone like Andrew Lloyd Webber on because really? although Andrew Lloyd Webber is seen as more of a... How do I put it? What's the word I'm looking for? Superstar? Well, yeah, but in like a serious sense. So okay. he's... I see what you're saying. He's very high up in the serious sense, whereas Christopher Biggins is kind of a bit more humorous. Fun, yeah. But he is still very high up. Like, if you look at their following, it's probably similar, if not more, for Biggins. Wow. So, yeah, I I can see where you're going. I think he is a good fit, and I think he is fun. But it just seemed like an random first person to think of just the person that i thought of when i was like if if i want a a theater celeb on the show who do i want i want christopher biggins who who would i choose then i don't know carrie hope fletcher no um who would you choose Mm -hmm. theater person yeah actor hmm Jamie Moscato. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that, but we'd have to wait till coronavirus is over so you could actually be here in person. (laughs) Jamie, we're doing it remote, right? (laughs) Always a remote. Not even video call, just audio. Don't even want to see your face, right? (laughs) No, I was actually thinking Craig Revel Hallward. Wow. Now, see, that surprises me because a lot of people... I think a lot of people don't realise how involved he is with theatre. That's why I think it'd be interesting to talk to him. It'd be very interesting. Well, next time he's at the watermill, maybe maybe (laughs) we can nab him for a chat. Maybe, let's see. Craig, hit us up. We're only around the corner. Make you a cuppa. Once all this corona jargon is over. Um, Yes, so Christopher Biggins is, is my person to aim for to get on this show. I mean, we've been going, this is... This is series five now. We're into our going into our fifth year doing this. That's nearly as long as we've been together. Yeah. You realise that? So why not? Well, aim high. I mean, I love having people that nobody has ever heard of. I love bringing those people out of the woodwork. But now, now is time to to mix it up a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe I'll put it out on Twitter. Put some feelers out and see. See if I get a like or a response or anything from Christopher Biggins. I might cut this sound clip and uh, send it. Maybe. We'll see. So moving on with 2021, I'm definitely hoping for more guests. Not just celebrity guests, but people from all walks of Amdram life. Um, I'm talking with lots of different people from lots of different societies at the minute and i'm gonna poach them for some of their time and try and get them on the show in december next year i know a long time away december but i would love to do a panto series and that is in discussions with a man at the minute fingers crossed that will happen patreon i'd love to get on patreon because we have lots of people that like to support us and keep saying how can we support you and what can we do and stuff so patreon 
is coming. Once I have the time to sort it out, Patreon is coming. Merch, people keep asking me, where can I get a t-shirt? Where can I get a badge? Actually, there is only five It's All An Act badges in the world. I think I've lost mine. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. I know exactly where mine is. But there are going to be more badges coming soon, so keep your eyes peeled for those. Also, more societies who want to reach out and want to help more societies. That is the reason why this podcast was started. And there are big plans happening behind the scenes in place that is really going to make a big move in that direction. And I hope it pays off. I hope it works. I hope people like the idea. And we shall see. We shall see. And also to get all of our episodes on YouTube. People keep saying, can I listen to it on YouTube? I'm like, uh, there's not really somewhere I would listen to it. But um, yeah, so that is in process of happening and they will be on there soon. But let us know where you listen. It'd be interesting to know. Uh, we're on Podbean, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Where else? Lots of different, different uh wherever you get your podcasts from it's where we are okay moving on an oldie but a goldie album of the week yeah it is album of the week what that sounded (laughs) like that was awful (laughs) what's wrong with album of the week go on it's it when you have a break from something, yeah. you come back and you hear something again, and it's not how you remember it being. Mm. Just that's that's what happened. Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> it is album of the week, and Lucy and I are going to pick an album for you to listen to with us, and then we shall review it next time. So let's spin the wheel and find out who is going to be chosen Lucy it is no way Jose okie dokie so I'm unsure if we've had this one before if we have tell me and I can choose another one but I have chosen once a new musical original Broadway cast recording do you know what I don't think we have. So I haven't seen this musical, but when it was on the West End, I was quite keen to go and see it, but it didn't have that long a run, I don't think. The only thing I really know about it is that it's very acoustic guitar. That's all I can really say. I've seen a song or two when they've performed on like Good Morning Britain or something like that. But apart from that, I really don't know much about it. So I'm looking forward to learning the story. And also, I just feel like it might be a nice kind of genre of musical because it seems to be, well, my impression of it is that it's going to be a bit more acoustic and relaxed and calming, which I could do with at the moment. So Nice. Very nice. Uh, the only thing I know about it, apart from the acoustic guitar, is that Ronan Keating was in it. In the West End run, yes. Hmm, Um, He is not on this album because it's the Broadway one. Ah, I see. No, I think he was just... I don't think he was casting it. It was um, just a a featured run. Oh, okay. A a special run. 
from what I understand. I may be wrong. Very um, cool. Cool. Very cool. Nice. Once the musical Broadway edition. Original Broadway cast recording. Two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and twelve. Wow, that was like nine years ago. Well, that's when it was on Broadway. Okay. But it was on West End a couple of years after that, I think. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. That is our album of the week. That was album of the week. Oh, it's nice to have that back and have something to listen to. That is, uh, I'm going to enjoy that, I think, on my commute. Very nice. So that is all from us for this week. But finishing off with a very special section is Tom Hazeldon doing a movie musical section. Take it away, Tom. Thank you, Jazz. Hi, my name's Tom Hazelden and welcome to, I think we're calling this movie musical section. This is a new year and, you know, 2020 sucked. Let's not kid around. So 2021, we're doing some new things uh, and this is one of them. It's uh, a section where we talk about movie musicals um, with me, Tom Hazelden. Today, we are kicking off with the one and only Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Where where do you even start talking about this show? It's so big, it's so full, and uh, it's it's difficult to talk about it because there is so much to talk about. But let's just start with talking about Hamilton in general. It's so big in terms of its fame and how many people know it, and it's brought so many people that don't even like musical theatre into the musical theatre world. It's you know, groundbreaking in terms of it's this whole new genre, or maybe it's maybe it's not that it's a new genre, but it's the first ver- like kind of version of this genre of musical theatre to blow up as big as it has. It's so incredibly well written. Uh, the music is fantastic, and there's so many nods to hip hop uh, and rap, and also just to other musical theatre shows and songs. And you can watch endless YouTube videos of all the references and all the things that you missed. Uh, and you will still never know everything. So, yeah, when this got announced that this was coming to Disney Plus in 2020, it was kind of uh, everyone's hero that likes musical theatre because it's like, oh, finally, we have something to look forward to this year. And I've got to say, it didn't disappoint. It was so good. I think, firstly, let's talk about the camera because I want to talk about some things that the actual show does, but it's kind of, they're not really that different if you had seen it on stage or if you'd seen it filmed. So I think we should start by talking about the camera because that's what separates this. I think they did some really great job with the filming. Um, You get everything you need to see uh, and there's sort of camera angles on different characters that are kind of like it, it kind of, it adds more to the story because you kind of know who you're supposed to be looking at or who a line is aimed at or referencing. And yeah, it's, I've seen I've seen a couple of filmed stage shows and I know they've been calling this the Hamilton film but it's really difficult to know what the balance is between a film and a film stage show and I think we need some clarity on that people so if anyone has any thoughts let us know um but this is the Hamilton film that's what we're calling it because that's what they call it but anyway I've seen some filmed stage shows that have I don't know. I think the camera can really make or break it because it, it's difficult to feel 
interested and like you're at the theater when you have something that's recorded and as part of that yeah it, it, it sometimes takes you out of it and i think hamilton did a really good job of not doing it and making you feel like it was just normal i think i, I don't know it's it's difficult because I've, I've seen bits where i don't know maybe they'll show like an ensemble member reacting to something and it's a bit weird it kind of takes you out of it but were you in the theater watching it on the stage that's something that wouldn't take you out of it it's like oh cool that's never going to be the same again like i've just picked up on something there but it feels like when they do that with a film production it, it feels kind of forced but hamilton avoided that really really well uh in light of camera let's talk about jonathan groff for a second because oh my god i had to watch hamilton with a towel because he was spitting all over me it's so great to be able to see someone get so stuck into a role like that and that's something that is so enhanced by the camera that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on at a at a theater you'd be able to see it okay but not as much i think it's great and i think king george is such a character that you're not supposed to like and i think jonathan groff's performance is amazing because i mean you've only got a couple of songs to uh, basically one song to to sell yourself as an actor and yeah uh, it's so good it's gross but that's what makes it so good um costumes costumes are fantastic i think the briefing they had was that everything from the waist up had to be historically accurate and everything below and i think potentially and hair as well could have some creative liberties which is cool i like that there's some great costumes thomas jefferson has this fantastic purple suit that i would do anything for yeah i want to wear every single costume in the show the set oh the set is 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 real good. It's so difficult to describe because if you try and describe it, it sounds very boring, but it's it's very simple. And I think that's what makes it so great. It doesn't it adds to to the atmosphere and to the setting and the surroundings, but it doesn't take away from the show. The show's so reliant on the performers and the music and the 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 source material, which is really great. The set is good because it's not amazing. <laughs> I'm sure some people will disagree with me on that, but that's what it feels like to me like the set isn't like oh my god it's the best set i've ever seen but be as a whole thing the set works really well and the spinning stage oh my god rotating stages can be used so poorly <laughs> and i think usually they do that in shows with a revolving stage it's like oh well we have it so i guess we should use it hamilton feels like every single little thing has been taken into consideration it's all blends with the choreography and i don't know it's it's fantastic the the choreography adds so much to the show while we're talking about this andy blankenbuehler did a fantastic job i heard something that hamilton only walks in straight lines and burr only walks in zigzags or curves because hamilton always addresses the point directly whereas burr kind of meanders around it and there's so much stuff like that that just doesn't get noticed and it's fantastic and that's only you know improved by the set there's a great number hurricane where the set's used so well to make it look like hamilton is in the eye of a hurricane and it, it it's it's such a good blending of choreography and set and everything really i didn't notice anything with the sound being poor i think sound's very important for 
a mile a minute rap musical. So good job to the sound crew, I guess. Um, and lighting. I feel like there's not a huge amount of lighting in the show, but I think the best lighting makes you feel like there is no lighting. Like you don't come away thinking, oh my God, that was fantastic. It's like, oh, I didn't notice the lighting, which probably means they did a really good job of, of making it feel natural and just in, like adding to the story. So good job on that one. I want to talk about David Diggs because he absolutely steals the show as, uh, I would say Lafayette is a great character, but Thomas Jefferson, that part would not be, that part would not be that part without David Diggs. Um, I hope he has, and he gets everything he's ever wanted in life. And his hair is amazing. He's fantastic. He's so good. He's so funny. And yeah, I, it amazes me that he's not more famous than he is. I stand David Diggs. Also wanted to talk about uh, Renee Elise Goldsbury, who plays Angelica. She is just, she's got such a good stage presence. So good. Um, and it carries across to the screen, which is rare, I think. But she is fantastic and she makes everything she does look effortless. Um, and she's got such a good voice. It's a very tragic character, I think, Angelica, but it's a very great part. And I think she does it so well. And I'm so, so pleased that we have this now to watch and keep forever. One thing I did want to talk about that I didn't like about Hamilton was actually nothing to do with Hamilton itself. It's more to do with Disney+. Plus. Uh, they cut some of the swearing out. I think there are three F words in the show and they cut it down to one, I believe. And that, I don't know, that frustrates me a little bit. Um, why did they feel the need to do that? Because Disney Plus is trying so hard to be a family streaming platform, but they also want to appeal to adults. That's something they've talked about branching out into eventually. And... I don't know. It feels a bit corporate, you know, and a bit Mickey Mouse to be like, oh, let's do Hamilton, but without the swearing. It's, I don't know, it's a bit brainwashy. So it it's a shame. And I feel like Hamilton is the one show that could sell itself to a streaming company without having to compromise anything. And it's a shame they had to. I, it's not a huge amount. It doesn't add to the story or anything. It just feels like a tiny, tiny defeat within a huge victory. So... But that's not a Hamilton issue. That's a Disney Plus issue. So there we go. Um, now, the question that is on everyone's minds is, Tom, how many stars are you going to give this out of five? Well, it's a good question. And calm down because I'm getting there. Um, I'm going to give this five stars. There's nothing I don't like about this show. The only thing about this specific version is the swearing thing. And that's tiny. And I feel like if Hamilton were on... Now TV or something, then that just, it wouldn't be an issue. But it's not a show for kids. I hope you guys enjoyed this first uh, segment, this first new segment. Join us next week and I am going to be reviewing The Prom, which you can watch on Netflix. So if you want to go into it, having seen the film, then go and check it out. Um, also, if you're a Hamilton fan... Maybe check out, uh, there's a film on Netflix called Blind Spotting, which David Diggs wrote and produced, I believe, and directed, possibly. He's also in it. It's fantastic. It's about growing up in Oakland. It's about being black. It's uh, about rap and uh, poverty and, and stuff and class and stuff like that. Um, and police brutality. It's real good. And it's really funny as well. Also, maybe check out In the Heights. There was a film supposed to come out in 2020, but 
2020 being the year that it was, it's been postponed until next year. So obviously you can't check out the film, but if you want to go and listen to the music, I would highly recommend the soundtrack on Spotify. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, join us next week for The Prom. And back to you in the studio, Jazz. Awesome. Thank you, Tom, for that. So that's all from him, and it's all from us. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. Ah, at podcast. <laughs>